The loveracing.nz update. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing. Visit loveracing.nz. Racing's biggest fan. West Coast, he came to the last. The counterpunch came about a lap ago. And it's an uppercut to finish them off. Away he goes. It's seven nationals for Mark Hooligan. The first one in the saddle for Sean Fallon. West Coast, a brilliant one of the Grand National. Yep, what a performance it was. Uh, pretty much 365 days ago, the Grand National Steeple West Coast, uh, he just announced himself that day as a, a real superstar, and he's back again for more, with a bit more pudding to carry this time around, though. Mark Oligan is the master trainer. You heard Matt Cross there. It's a lot of Grand Nationals, Mark. You've been doing it for a wee while. It was good to bump into you yesterday. Do you still love getting down to Rickerton, down to Christchurch this time of year as you did back in the day? Yeah, well, I think, <coughs> Louis, it's sort of a matter where, you, where you're successful, you enjoy it. And we've had a good run here at Christchurch, Rickerton. So, yeah, come, keep coming back and hopefully we can keep doing it for a year or two, yeah. Yeah, I hope so too, mate. You're a massive asset yeah. to the industry and it's uh, wonderful to see you down here. Now, West Coast, I, I saw a uh, video of him coming off the track this morning. He looked full of beans. He's come through last week's run obviously very well. Yeah, I think so. Condition-wise, he seems pretty good, and um, he's he's done well during the week. Galloped pretty well yesterday, so yeah, we're we're pleased enough with him. Mark, for us, uh, probably people that follow flat racing more than jumps, and we don't know the ins and out of it. But what are you when? Uh, you can obviously back all sorts of horses up, but going week to week, um, you know, steeple races, what do you do with these horses to, get, to keep that residual fitness throughout the week? Do, do you work them, you know, every day? How many days a week and, and for how long? How much work are they doing? Because obviously when they take on a 5,600-metre race, they've got to be prepared for it and pretty fit, right? Yeah, yeah, no, that's true, but um, <clears throat> probably the groundwork, the basic fitness for a race like the National sort of <clears throat> happens in sort of March, April, May. That's when you sort of put the real groundwork in, in long hours and um, big distances, riding and <clears throat> leading, things like that. And then once you get up to a certain fitness, once they get racing, it's just sort of a matter of keeping them at that fitness level. Right. So it's... Yeah. yeah, and and when you're getting them up there, so for a horse like West Coast, how long does he get to spell each year? Well, last year, like last year, I think he went out after the national, so he would have been out sort of spelled September, October, November, December, four months, and they come into work in January, start doing a bit of light work in January. It's a lot of, and, and everyone has always said this, it's a, and this is why it's um, important that the stakes are at a level because a lot of man hours go into training a, a horse just to learn to jump, to get to a jumping race, but let alone to be trying to win back-to-back -back, uh, Grand National steeples. It's a, a hell of a lot of man hours. Would you even be able to equate it and work it out, Mark? Wow, yeah, yeah, no, it's... Uh, yeah, it's a real time job. Um, you've got to be pretty patient, all right. But um, yeah, and I've I've sort of been a bit frightened to sort of count the hours involved. But you've got to have <laughs> yeah. plenty of time. Yeah, you've got to have plenty of time to be patient. Yeah, you, you might. Yeah, it's probably best because you you might get a shock about what the minimum wage is and and what your uh, what you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> balances out to. So what's yeah, the I difference? Right there, Louis. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the difference? 365 years on, other than the weight, uh, I spoke to Sean Fannin uh, probably about a month and a bit ago, and he thought that the horse had ma- mentally matured a wee bit, and he's just settling down a bit better. Anything you've noticed? Has he strengthened? Yeah, possibly strengthened marginally. Like, he's a big, tall horse, and he was probably just going to get a bit stronger as time went on. But I think Sean's pretty well summed it up. Like, earlier on, he used to be a little bit keen. He used to want to get running a bit hard at odd times. But, um, yeah, he's a lot more settled this year, this time in. And, um, consequently, that makes him a bit more versatile in his races. Like, he could probably sit back in a field, or if we wanted to, he could probably lead. So it's sort of... You know, opens a few more doors for him as far as <coughs> racing's concerned. Well, that's a nice natural segue into what what do we see tomorrow, Mark? Because last week he was obviously at the short price, but you've come down here to win the 148th Grand National, and that's the that's the target race. So. The race did it just not quite suit him the way it was run last week, and he did climb through the line. He just started to pick the bit up and really charge late, so the extra distance will help. But um, would he be ridden any differently this week? Possibly. Like I think last week he said he was back relaxed a bit, and there wasn't much speed on him, and he didn't make a very good job with a double the last time. And then I think the speed sort of went on in the race a bit then and just left him a little bit flat-footed. But um, I think tomorrow we'll probably just we'll just see how things pan out. But I think Izzy, my dad, probably gets along and front goes pretty good. So um, yeah, we'll probably be second or third. I think we'll probably be a little bit handier tomorrow than we were last week. He he made a hell of a fist of it, Izzy, my dad, in Wellington, didn't he? And he. Kept he going. did, yeah. The, the, the yeah, old, yeah, the that was, it was a really strong effort there. Yeah. Yeah. Mark, uh, Ian Smith Crack here on. as well on, on yeah. the interview. Uh, I'd like to oh, know uh, what you're thinking about. Yeah, g'day, mate. Uh, bury, the, bury the cash in the Grand National uh, Hurdle, which is, uh, of course, race four tomorrow. Um, liked in the market, um, up against Happy Star. Yeah, well... Probably two different types of horses, you know, Happy Star is sort of a more <coughs> front-running, free-going, good-jumping sort of horse. Um, our guy's more sort of the staying type, the older staying type of horse. Um, yeah, his run the other day was pretty good, just got a bit flat, got off the bridle a bit at the 800, but strong at the finish. And that's probably sort of the opposite to what Happy Star sometimes is, you know, he's sort of just got ability right through the race. But I think um, I think the extra thousand metres is going to suit us. And um, yeah, if he settles off them and jumps well, and I think you'll see the four thousand right out, which hopefully might be a bit of a plus as far as Happy Stars concerned. He, it's a funny one, and I'd read again. Sean was saying, and I've heard this before, that sprinters can make good jumpers in terms of Happy Star. Is that is that what yeah. you found found as well, Mark? Is it you know some of the sometimes horses don't do themselves the biggest favour as far as taking oxygen in, and they can get a bit panicked and forget to breathe, and the the jumping yeah. aspect of racing can you know really reset their breathing rhythm. Have you found that through your career? I think it does help helps a lot of horses. Yeah, yeah. It just gets them into a different mode, different mode of travelling and gets them into a better rhythm and things like that. And then they can just see races out better and 
consequently, you know, the results are better. Mm. All right, mate. Well, it's exciting stuff. You've also got one on the first as well. Um, you've got Kentucky Boy, who's distant in the market. Is he is he getting better, this guy? Is he is he close to a result? Well, he's probably, like, he, he was pretty green at the start of the season, and he's probably a next year's horse, actually. But we've brought him down, just a bit of education and that sort of thing. But um, he was going a reasonable race on the first day until he sort of tipped mm. out. But... Um, yeah, he'll run tomorrow. Then we'll probably take him back to the North Island, and I'd just like to give him a steeple chase or a couple of steeple chases before the end of the season. And makes sense. Yeah, long, long term, he might be a horse for sort of you know the coal or something next year. Okay, there you go. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> we can put that one market <laughs> in the calendar, calendars, mate. And just, uh, do you have any idea where, where you head to after this? Uh, are you, is West Coast going to stay and work and? Uh, is he, he going to run round up north or any plans or just want to get through Saturday? Well, we'll get through Saturday, but, um, yeah, we'll get him home. And if he looks all right, he could possibly run in the northern. We're not sort of 100% sure on that at this stage, but, um, yeah, he possibly could. But um, bury the cash, this will be his last jumping run this campaign. You know, he'll go out. He's just sort of a youngish horse. All righty. Mark, good luck. Yep. Uh, it'll be a wonderful day. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful, a beautiful, some beautiful weather. It's been pretty fresh down here, as you know, but it'll be a good spectacle anyway. And um, hopefully, you can jag one of these races and Dummy doesn't win the first five on the card for <laughs> your sake again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Alrighty.